0: Hello and welcome to our bitch ass podcast. I'm Michael.
1: I won't take no for an answer. <laughs> That's
2: perfect. <laughs> and I'm Mark. <laughs>
1: You're not a part of our bitch ass podcast this week.
2: Right? No. Nah. I mean, I I am just I live here. <sighs> bitch ass. Do you ever consider yourself a bitch ass, RJ? You know, sometimes I get feisty when I'm hungry. <laughs> you get when I'm sleeping? Yeah. You
0: get Snickers? Yeah. Snickers. Discernitive bitch ass. <laughs> What's the bitchy, bitchiest asses? How do you say that? <laughs> oh, ass What's the most bitchy ass have you been, RJ? Keen.
2: Uh, not with food. I remember when I tried to quit smoking and I yelled at Devon for being in the way of my trash can. <laughs> I, was in the, I don't remember that. I was cleaning out my Ford Explorer, no, and oh, he, yeah. he's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "You're in my fucking way of the trash. I'm trying to throw shit I don't away." Remember that? Yeah. And he's like, "You just need a cigarette." I was like, "Fuck you! I'm cleaning my car."
1: <laughs> was I standing there smoking a cigarette while you're doing? Probably. It? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Sounds about right. What you doing? I'm just walking around with a cigarette. <laughs> It's cleaning my car, trying to stay active, and you're in my way of the fucking <laughs> trash can. Do you mind
1: if I stand here and smoke and watch you
2: clean? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bruce, I blew some into your car. Ah, I'll blow this way. How long did it take you to quit smoking? Uh,
1: I think you're still in the process, like four years.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I quit cold turkey, uh, but I think it was just a couple of weeks, and then I was just like, all right, right, I, I got this. Do you think it's worth it at this point? I saved lots of money and I just fill up my computer with photos now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I paid off my car. Just imagine if you could
1: smoke, <laughs> if you could just rip cigs while you're loading, loading photos in your
2: computer. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have a computer. That's true. <laughs> well, now <laughs> you have all of those that- things done. Yeah, because it's, it's a pack a day, it was like $300 a month. Jesus. Yeah, but
1: Mike has a point. You have all of the stuff now. I might as so well start smoking, <laughs> start smoking again. <laughs> you didn't stop for health reasons.
2: No, not at all. <laughs> okay.
1: Just money,
0: money, so, money, money. So, there's a chance in your lifetime that you will go back to
2: smoking. You think? No, uh,
1: possibly. Yeah, if, I do like the money. Though. If you make like a hundred thousand a year, oh yeah, you gonna start smoking again. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah, that's yeah. Like, that's, that's easy. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty tempting. <laughs> I've been wanting to start again recently. I'm going out of town tomorrow for work for a week, and I think I'm gonna buy a pack. Just just doing gay stuff. Yeah,
2: just yeah. he told me he told me not to say anything. But after all the gay anal sex, I'm gonna want a cigarette.
3: Yeah. Or
0: twenty. I only smoke after gay sex. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> and I smoke a lot.
2: <laughs> like I actually kicked his bag that he has, like in the living room, and it starts vibrating. I'm like, "What's that?" He's like, "Don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about it. But don't waste my battery. Those are my tools, RJ. <laughs> yeah. Those are my tools.
1: That's my DeWalt. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's just my DeWalt." <laughs>
0: He's just a black guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> up? I'm DeWalt. <laughs> uh, they have this thing called a uh, concrete vibrator that is literally just a dildo on a power tool. Sick. And you just put it into concrete to get all the air bubbles out. But I saw it and I was like, damn, this is a vibrator, <laughs> man. It's like <an> expensive ass vibrator. <laughs> Probably feels good, though. Yeah. 20 volt. That's cool. Yeah. So
0: so RJ what so money's gonna be the thing if you make lots of money that's how you start smoking again.
2: I don't know if I would because oh. that means I have to talk to Devin because then he'll be like I'm down and then we will just be in the garage. Uh, Wait, you're only gonna smoke again if Devin's smoking again? No, if he doesn't, because then we'd be.
1: Uh, no, I think he's saying if he starts smoking again, then I'll start smoking. Yeah, again, he'll follow me, he's which like a is
2: puppy. very true. Yeah, because oh. I'm just looking for an excuse. Yeah, Devin's like if you're if I have to quit, you have to quit because I'm gonna follow you and. He, and that's what no, if thing. I quit, nobody else has to quit. Yeah. But so you're saying Devin's a follower? Oh, he is. I mean, <laughs> RJ did quit first, yes, because I was just like kept on smoking. And he's just like, if I am gonna quit, you need to stop because I'm gonna follow you into the garage. So I was like, all right, I'll quit. I did just keep on stealing cigarettes from me for a while, mm-hmm. which that was a kind <laughs> of a nice deal. I liked that.
1: We could go back to that, I wouldn't mind. <laughs>
2: I'm just looking for a reason here. I'm just in a free life. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I really only quit just because I started boxing more. And, uh Sucking dick. And yes, I can dick. I need the lung capacity. <laughs> and I only helps. got two hands. Yeah. <laughs> um, and money, too. Money was nice. So I could pay for more gay prostitutes. <laughs> you,
0: know. you think that you'd need gay prostitutes?
1: I mean... Probably think, not. I haven't been on Grinder for a while, but I think I might be able to snag a few on Grinder. <laughs> uh, it's weird that they don't have straight Grinder. It's like it Tinder. Yeah, but it's different. Like Tinder is like a mix of people that you know say that they want to date, and then some people just hooking up. But mostly, it's people hooking up and saying that they, they just want to date. Like hmm. there's, you know, like there's a lie about it. Where it's grinders, just like, yeah, let's fuck. Mm. Like, that's what it's for. And it has like people within 500 feet of you that want to fuck you, right. <laughs> like on a map. That's like, wild. they don't have that for straight people. That's so crazy. Yeah. You should just get into it just to meet cool dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just start like building model airplanes and be like, hey, <laughs>
2: you want to hang out? <laughs> I got this Cessna you can put together. Oh. I feel like you should just like put out a thing where it's just like if you're like you know visiting and you're out of state and you have a cool like you know gun that you can't have Ooh. here in California or if you're like you know part of the military and you get like all the cool stuff that I can't get, bring it over. Oh. I'll look at your penis and touch it a little bit. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> as long as just you're... to just to play with their gun. Yeah. yeah. So you're gay for guns.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, think Devin would be for down for, for that. <laughs> <laughs> I can just these sticker
2: on the back of your car and for guns. <laughs> My pride uh, flag, yeah.
1: <laughs> Just rainbow bullets, <laughs>
2: yeah. Devin should try that. <sighs> Gay for guns, yeah. That sounds like um, literally. He'll, like I'll get home one day and he'll be like, "Dude, try out the suppressor." I'm like, "Where'd you get that?" He's like, "Oh, I did some things today. <laughs> Don't ask." To it's worth
1: it. But now we could shoot in the backyard. <laughs> uh,
0: Do you think a country. a libertarian dating app would go well?
1: Hmm. I've been thinking about it because I I signed up for Bumble, and it's more of, like, a dating app where you put in, like, your preferences. You can also find
0: friends on Bumble.
1: Yeah. I I was going to say that, too. Like, it's made for everybody. I don't know who uses it to find friends. Probably just serial killers. But (laughs) there's an option out there, I guess. But – you fill out all this info about yourself and it says like uh, like liberal or conservative or apolitical. I'm like, well, I'm neither. Yeah. I'm not apolitical. <laughs> I have opinions, but I also know that nobody wants to hear my opinions. <laughs> and if there was an option for libertarian, I wouldn't want to put that Yeah, because <laughs> nobody would swipe on that. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: maybe. Man, I hope that there's a, a woman out there that has the same... Ideology as you do, Devin, and oh acts God.
1: exactly like you. I'm, I'm looking for. Her. <laughs> if you're out there, my libertarian queen, come find me.
0: Are there any libertarian women Does
1: that exist? Yeah. 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 Well, during COVID, everybody on the right was libertarian. Yeah, which was hilarious. But it was just people that say like, "I love Trump and I love God and I'm a libertarian. Don't tread on me." like, no, you're not a libertarian. You're just a Republican that's bored. Like, yeah. You just looked up a cool flag with a snake on it. No, you think you're a libertarian. That is wild that McCusker has that tattoo. That's <laughs> so funny. Oh, that rules. And, he got and it's an it old tattoo. Dealing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> not
1: for being a libertarian. Yeah. It's so fucking cool. Oh, I kind of want to get that now. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this flag. Somebody made, uh, it was the don't tread on me flag, but it was just like a cartoon drawing and it just says no step on snake. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to get that. <laughs> uh, uh, All right, well,
0: yeah. uh, this week is episode, I think this episode. This is uh, 119 of the podcast. Mm, look at 119. Uh, this is my mix, my mix, my maxi mix. Oh, I wish it was a Mexi mix. is, mix. <laughs> <laughs> this is my Mexi melt. Um, it is funny going to the gym here. On the TVs, they have uh, like Hispanic channels on, and uh, the the comedy and Hispanic uh, TV shows is just it's just really old. Yes. Like there was this one show that I was like trying to pay attention to that just seemed like a YouTube short from like 2005. That looked like a
1: fully developed (laughs) comedy sitcom. Yes. And it's the most (laughs) popular show in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's wild. (laughs) Like, Sabado Gigante is nuts. It's basically... They have that, like, little boy. I think his name is Chico. Mm. And it's a grown man, like, with a mustache that just wears, like, a propeller hat. (laughs) And the whole bit is, like, he just, like, walks around... And there's just this Mexican lady with the giant tits, and he just goes, A la verga. And the camera zooms in and out. And then a band starts playing. And they're like, ha, 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 or ja, 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 ja. It's crazy. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> I watched one of those uh Spanish stand up specials with the subtitles. Uh huh. And it was interesting the way they like structure jokes. Oh, that's crazy. Like uh, Tom Segura was talking about it a while ago, like translating because he speaks fluent Spanish, mm-hmm. but doing comedy in Spanish is different. A lot of it is because of the cultural references. They don't apply. So he has to figure out a way for a Spanish speaking audience to understand what he's talking about. Yeah. But also just like the language and the way they do like set up and punchlines. It just hits differently there. Mm-hmm. But it was really strange. It was interesting. It's kind of like the difference between like American comedy and British comedy. Oh, yeah. like It just has a different feel. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, this is my mix de- dedicated to uh, Devin's glorious lips. Oh, yes. um, <laughs> I'm going to get them guns. <laughs> uh, my mix is simply titled, Devin Gave Me Oral Sex. Sure did. Now, I've had this title... I you could say, I've had oral sex. <laughs> I've had this title for like a year at least <laughs> of different it's... iterations of oral sex from Devin. Nice. Because I think uh, my last one that I made uh, was when I was listening to a lot of sludge metal, and I said, Devin gave me oral sex and I sludged. That was a pretty good title. <laughs> nice. I made I made one of just nineties bands, and it was Devin Gave Me Oral Sex in the 90s. <laughs> nice. Which could have been a pedophilia reference. I don't know. I mean,
1: we were both <laughs> young back then. You are older than me. I don't know how much. Okay. Yeah. Some Romeo and Juliet law I've just heard of. Figuring out their bodies and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: It's so wild when people like Bobby Lee have had those stories of being like, yeah, a dude just like pull his dick out and said, suck it, and I did it. It's like, what? yeah, That what? never what? happened
1: to me. Yeah. Look, something happened to you before that for you to do that. So let's well, get into that story. Just for a guy to feel
0: comfortable enough to be like, I think he'll do it if I do it. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's just a boy. Yeah. He don't know no better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, I guess that is how that works, though I'll, I'll try it out.
0: Let you know, <laughs> uh yeah, so Devin gave me oral sex, um, and I decided to make this style of this mix based off of uh our last conversation with devin, Because um, I felt like uh some a lot of my old Michaelisms was coming through in that conversation, but being like, no, this is how it is. <laughs> And then I was like, "All right, let me look into some more stuff." And then I found these bands, found a bunch of other bands that I really like, and um, I was go- I was very curious what Devin was going to say about them. Oh yeah, very curious. I have I have pages of notes. <laughs> <laughs> pages. Um. Uh. All right. I'm gonna guess. Devin's favorite song. Is Four. Okay. Devin's least favorite song, if he had to choose one, is number one. Okay. And then your favorite artist is two. Okay. Four, one, two. Four, one, two. Right. RJ's a little tricky for me on this one. I don't know where <laughs> RJ's going <laughs> to land on this one. <laughs> uh, I'm going to guess RJ's favorite song is two. I feel like that's a safe bet for me. Uh, his least favorite is going to be five because it's the longest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the artist he wants to look into more is going to be number three, two, five, three. Yes, mm. okay. I'm lock that in, locked and loaded.
1: Oh yeah, I think I might agree with that.
0: Now, RJ, what were your thoughts going into this mix? Um, I like the title.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. You've all. experienced Devin's oral sex? Uh,
2: no, I watched you two
1: No, I mean. RJ, I've given you <laughs> oral sex before. I've given, like, I give oral sex to a lot of people, and I will say that that men are more receptive to it than women. Now
2: you got a you got a nice suppressor out of that, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> not yet. But
1: yeah, I try to give oral sex to basically every every guy that I meet.
0: Honestly, Devin could have an Instagram page named Devin Gives Oral Sex. Just Ooh. where he talks about different bands Ooh. that don't belong in one genre. <laughs> yes, I like this idea.
1: I follow you. This is how I'll find my libertarian queen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, but your libertarian queen would just call you a joke and say that you're not really <laughs> a libertarian.
1: <laughs> I'll post like homesteading stuff in between every other post. <laughs> Just be like, this is the life that I want. Just chickens and a f- <laughs> uh, farm and living off the grid. Yeah. <laughs> and also, have you heard of Terramellos? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Throw a cute puppy on there occasionally. Yeah. Just for views. <laughs> yeah. Some libertarian stuff.
0: That's what you need. You need to get into puppy portraits, RJ it mm. will be fun. <laughs> to play with so many puppies. Yeah, you could have Dustin as your assistant. <laughs> 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 He's getting way too excited over puppies. Yeah. <laughs> It'll all be pictures with him and the puppies. Yeah. He's rolling on the ground <laughs> with them.
1: Yeah. Oh. Well. You could do puppy and kitten portraits, but just don't schedule them on the same day. <laughs> That's dangerous. But do schedule
0: on the same day and see what happens. Yeah, see what happens. Just do it.
1: <laughs> take puppy, kitten, murder foot portraits. <laughs> yeah, before and afters. Yeah, there's got to be a subreddit for that.
2: That's like the two shots I take, All Right, And go. Yeah. And yeah. I'm done for now until the end. <laughs> might be 10 minutes, might be an hour, I don't know. Uh, so you like the
0: title. What, what, what other thoughts did you have going into this? Not much. Not much. Okay. Okay. I'm,
1: I'm did a, you know a, what I, it was? Uh, it's based on what you had before. Because we're talking about emo, and it's the, a specific
2: type of, well. Well, I mean, the way that you talked about it was, RG might like this. He might enjoy this. So I was like, oh, it's going to be something that I like.
1: Yeah, and we talked a little bit about Math Rock. Um, and you're saying, oh, I like Math Rock. So, were
2: you expecting, like, were you there on our you? last podcast? <laughs> <laughs> this is literally exactly what we talked about. Yeah, but damn. Like, <laughs> <when> you,
1: <laughs> I'm just calling me stupid <laughs> again. <sighs> I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Fine, I have nothing else to say. Let's talk about the songs.
2: Let's talk a music podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, Alva. Uh, <laughs>
1: What my question was going to be before I was so rudely interrupted, um, you said that you're you like great, math Dan, rock. What great. do you like about math rock? Like when you say you like math rock, what math rock do you like? Um, got you there, bitch. I like the algebra. <laughs> oh, shut up! I'm <laughs> done with you.
0: Right. RJ, do you like Fall Out Boy? Uh, I'd have to oh. hear
2: you, we we had them. You we've had them on a mix. Yeah, yeah. Go back and listen to them. Okay. <laughs> it, That's out of my uh, my terabyte memory. Do you like minus the bear? I do like minus the bear. Okay, we're getting somewhere.
1: Do you like Don Caballero? Uh, I have to Been on a mix. I have the list. <sighs> like, like pterodactyl. Do they count? Oh yeah, pterodactyl counts. Yeah. Do you like swims? <laughs> God damn it.
2: <laughs> do you like Blink One Eight Two? I like Blink One Eight Two. All
1: right. Oh man.
0: Well, uh, yeah, I was pretty excited to see what RJ is going to uh, take away from this mix, yeah. uh, especially to what he was going to like lock into on every song. Because I think there's moments in yeah. every song that gives him the opportunity to lock into something, despite it being maybe not some of the stuff that he would typically go for.
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of elements to this. So a lot of elements, RJ. Yes. yes.
0: All right, let's get into it, RJ. Um, all right, so first song on here, I've got Illinois, Alberta by Your Arms Are My Cocoon Ooh. off of their self titled EP or His or They or I'm not really sure. It's it's yeah. EP. Uh, this is the fourth song on there, two minutes and 49 seconds. So, all I got for Your Arms Are My Cocoon is this I've got I recorded all of these songs while I was still living in Katy, Texas, mostly with nostalgia and love for my friends and girlfriend in mind. I hope you like them as much as I do. Heart, released September 2nd, 2020. Songs written and recorded in my bedroom and sometimes in my car between March 2019 and August 2020. Awesome album art by Sophie Wellness. It is awesome album art. Smiley face. That's all I got.
1: Yeah, and their description on uh, Spotify just says, small songs for big hearts. So I'm not really sure who they are, what they're doing out there,
0: but uh, this is one of the first bands that I ran into that made me want to make this style of mix Um, because I was listening to the band Verse Self, and then Verse Self led me down this big rabbit hole. Um, and I saw, obviously, I saw the name Your Arms Are My Cocoon. And I'm like, I must listen to you. And then I started listening to them. I was like, oh, this is uh, like, oh, there's like music that is more palatable shushu. That's yeah. like in my head when I first listened to them. I was like, oh, this is like, like I can get into this. It's like an easier entrance into this style of music than a band like shushu out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was pretty happy to find them. Uh, I really like this song. So RJ,
2: you turn the mix on. Talk to me. All right. So the first thing I thought was um, there's a, a an old, DAW or just like a, a like a music program that uh was called. But F- you're having F- a
3: stroke. Was, uh, <laughs> DAW. F- I, uh, I know what you mean. The now.
2: Fruity Loops, but they changed it to FL Studio, where somebody would make a beat, and you're like, "Ooh, that person doesn't know what they're doing making a beat." Those sounds that I heard with it, I got a good laugh out of it mm-hmm. because it just it, it's it's such unique sounds that you get. And I'm like, oh, that's like some like, you know, just they threw it on a MIDI and they played with it. And I was like, you know what? I, I like the creativity on there. The vocals, I love the vocals. The vocals are just like, it, it's. I wanted something. I, I, I In my mind, I picture something harder with it. But I was like, I like how they're kind of throwing that together. And then it kind of goes to its acoustic thing. And it has its like a middle where he's just screaming. And I was like, oh, there's so many different things from here. And as you said, it, it, you know this music goes everywhere with the whole mix, and it, this did really go everywhere. Um, but every time I listened to it, it kept on just reminding me of the Fruity Loops time, and it kind of made me happy. <laughs> the Fruity Loops time. yeah. And they're talking. <laughs> they talking was very subtle at the end, so I, I knew that was going to bother you. It, no, it was all right. It was all right. Like this is like the the song is done, and I'm like, cool. They didn't say that, but. If they said that, would you like that more? Yeah, <laughs> then it went into the next song. Yeah.
1: Did you? So you liked the completely slowed
2: down of this song? Uh, you mean towards the end, like the little acoustic part? Uh, it's or like or half just the song? overall. Yeah, it is halfway, but I mean, um, it it was nice, it was a nice little change of pace.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, that's good. Glad yeah, that's
1: it's good. kind of like a three part structured song. It seems like and two minutes and forty nine seconds. Yes, <laughs> which feel it feels a lot longer. Like all these songs feel longer. Yeah, maybe not the last one though. That one, I don't know. They all fit in the same time frame in my head.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but and it, it has a lot to do with the the way that they are composed. Like the compositions for all this like Fifth Wave emo stuff is I feel like one of the unique. Oh, is that what you're calling this? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's All literally going to come out wave with a, emo. the gold version of the Pokemon Mix. And it's going to be
2: just these same songs. <laughs> Actually, it's Silver. Alpha. Silver is
1: the From fifth my. wave emo. <laughs> Idiot. So, this is.
0: You would consider this song a fifth wave emo song, Devin.
1: Yep. Why? <laughs> because this is the direction that a lot of the fifth wave emo bands are going. They're pulling. Okay, so. <laughs> I had a lot of thinking to do just because you told me that I have a lot of explaining to do this week. (laughs) And I was thinking about like the ideas of a revival, uh, like an emo revival versus a new wave. And I think the internet does play partly into it when we talk about like the two thousands and where all that weird third wave shit came from. But also in modern times, like a lot of these artists, like the newer ones that are coming out are young kids that are putting out this music and they're finding bands like sunny day, real estate and orchid for the first time. And they're kind of offering their interpretation of it. Hmm. You know, you'll have, you know, five different members of a group all listening to the same genre, playing the same genre, but listening to different bands outside that genre, you know, like that happened when we were playing and I would be listening to bear shark. Like you'd be listening to the fucking Beatles, Mm -hmm. you know, and everybody would be listening to their own stuff. And I think these waves kind of come out of that, even if it does sound like a revival of the second wave emo sometimes. There's like elements in all of this stuff that is very emo based, especially Screamo based. And.
0: Screamo based, huh? Yes. Name the most popular Screamo band
1: Orchid? You think Orchid is the most popular Screamo band? Popular, like, okay, that that people that like Screamo would consider Screamo?
2: Yeah. Like, like what would RJ pick? Like, yeah,
1: RJ if... Page
2: 99? No, no, no.
1: no. <laughs> RJ, name a Screamo band. You're going to say something from the third wave and it's not going to be <laughs> counted as Screamo. No, why not? <laughs> it's the same reason a lot of the third wave bands aren't, and they are emo. It was that third wave of emo, but like, So I don't know.
0: Bring Me the Horizon isn't a Screamo band. Mm, no. Atrey- but- Atreyu isn't
2: a Screamo oh, band. Oh, that one's pretty close to Screamo. <laughs> like, you guys like me to ask my Reddit tears? Don't ask your <laughs> Redditors.
1: Um, but yeah, the style is, <laughs> this is 90s great.
0: Screamo. <laughs> Urban Dictionary. You have Orchid on here. (laughs) Urban (laughs) Urban Dictionary. Screamo. A subgenre of emotive hardcore and indie rock that formed in the 90s. Screamo isn't mainstream, and you will not hear any Screamo bands played on the TV or radio. Fuck yeah. I just wrote that today. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Screamo. A word used by dumbasses that have no knowledge or education of metal or subgenres. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Idiots so from first to last wasn't a screamo band no
1: no, not at all (laughs) Chiodos, though they they were a screamo band they're screamo for sure (laughs) so i i'll say that i don't necessarily agree with that but the screamo that these bands are pulling from are the ones from the 90s the same way that they're doing it with uh, modern hardcore these days, like Drain is pulling from '90s hardcore mm-hmm. that we didn't listen to because we pulled from '80s hardcore,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know. And that whole, the whole revolution of the like go it alone and guns up style was out of the late '80s hardcore sound, like yeah. the Gorilla Biscuits stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. So they're pulling from a different, uh, a different wave of emo when it branched off, like, like we know the 90s emo thing branched off into a whole bunch of different shit, and it's really hard to define what emo is. But I will say these bands are all considered, even the fourth one, is all considered fifth wave emo. That is wild. I know. That is a wild statement.
0: I know. Especially if you look at, like, emo is supposed to not be that complicated.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's what i thought a month ago (laughs) but
0: now i'm deep into it like you look at all of the third wave emo bands there's almost none of them that are complicated yeah and the ones that are complicated it's debatable if they're emo like circus survive i would say is debatable yeah it's like prog rock yeah exactly but they're like but they're so influential like so i was texting devin about modest mouse rj Uh and Modest Mouse is one of these bands that like they have such a huge influence on a lot of these newer bands that I'm listening to, but I would never call Modest Mouse an emo band.
1: No. Yeah.
0: But you can listen to those early Modest Mouse albums and be like, oh, yeah, there's a clear influence on these guys. Yeah. With the way that they've structured their songs back then.
1: And I think Lonesome Crowded West popped up as an emo album on some research that i was doing interesting and i don't know how i feel about it i haven't listened to it recently so maybe maybe moon in antarctica has a little bit more emo tinge to it Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like i would consider modest mouse an indie band yeah and what do you call an indie band that goes mainstream you know like india is supposed to be like independent from uh, labels like record labels and labels as far as what kind of music they are. Well, with
0: modest mouse, it's like float on is a pop song.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but that style is now like pop indie, which I guess is a whole subgenre of it, but still considered indie in a way. Yeah, like, like that's N- kind of like the third MTV wave. It's
0: like pop indie. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So uh, indie gets kind of mixed in with, uh, especially the nineties. Like when, when things start branching off, a lot of the stuff does start sounding a little bit more like indie music from that time with a little bit more emotionality to it. Mm -hmm. I would say like the thing that defines it for me is unconventional song structures, but not exclusively, but mostly unconventional song structures and the use of like, uh, so different chords, like um, the way Touche Amori uses chords is different than the way Guns Up uses chords. And that's what gives it a specific sound where it makes it feel more emotional. Mm-hmm. So they're using, you know, maybe minor chords or suspended chords or something. And, and it changes <clears throat> the feel of the song a little bit.
0: Yeah. And rhythm patterns. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the, an upstroke.
1: Which... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That could be all it is. I mean, that's what <laughs> defines ska and reggae, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, uh, it it is tough to define and i feel like everybody does have their own like definitions of it yeah but yeah i would consider these all fifth wave emo yeah it's, it's so weird it is it's bizarre because like
0: even like a band, we've talked about them before I, all of these bands except for maybe four i would say all of these bands have uh, have an influence of bright eyes to me and it's because if you mm. listen to like early bright eyes albums bright eyes albums they're all extremely creative and they're all over the place like yeah they're, they're not just f- s- funneled he didn't get funneled until i'm wide awake it's morning that's when he started yeah. to like be like oh okay i can bring in like some type of pop sensibility to it
1: yeah yeah He yeah. Yeah, was all over. that's kind of like honorary title yeah like it's a disorganized um in indie band i don't even know what they are they're an emo <laughs> <animo> band now <laughs> Pretty emo. What's Wilco? Are they an emo band? No, dudes on too many pills to feel any emotions. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he just die recently? Jeff Tweedy? Did he? I think so. Or maybe some other guy from Wilco. Uh, I know Tweedy Bird just died. Tweedy Bird died? <laughs> the, <laughs> that sim- cat finally get him? Yeah, Sylvester finally got him. <laughs> Damn. It's only a matter of time, though. <laughs> Watch out, Roadrunner. You next. <laughs> Bitches.
0: <sighs> yeah.
1: Uh, so, Devin, you like the song? Yes. So, <laughs> I had heard this song before, i had heard this band before when I was looking up Fifth Wave Emo to figure out what the fuck it is. And uh, I came across this and was not looking for this style of music. So, I didn't listen to the album. Um, I just played it from the first song. And I was like, okay, I'm not looking for like weird, like bedroom pop with screaming vocals, <laughs> like lo fi quality. Yeah. So, I just skipped it. And uh, this song, like, is a standout song on the album. Mm-hmm. But I went through, listened to the whole album, and it's, it's awesome. Like, I had in my notes, um, I don't like the low, low-fi quality of this song. I would like it better if it was, had slightly more production quality, like the second song. Like, just a little bit more. And I did change my mind over, the, over time with that. I mm. like the production values on it. It works for me. Like, it has kind of like an Elliott Smith feel to it. Mm, yeah. You know, like done on like an 8-track or something at home. Not but an also emo artist. I mean, <laughs> what is he? He was probably the most emotional considering how he died. That's pretty emotional. He's got a point. You're not emo unless you cut your own heart out. <laughs> yeah, I like the song. I ended up... Uh, I mean, I liked it right when I heard it on this mix... But it caught me off guard for a little bit, and I was like, yeah, "I don't think I like these guys that, mu- that much." But this song's kind of growing on me. That transition was awesome, mm-hmm. and yeah, I love the whole like ending part of it. Jeff Great.
0: Jeff Buckley, not an emo artist, huh?
1: Well, he might have been murdered. <laughs>
2: okay, <laughs> I forgot about that little aspect yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, it's still up for debate. So you listen to the rest of this this album? Yeah. Uh, is it good? You, I think you said yeah. it was good, Mike. Did you like it? Yeah, it's. I think it's only five or six songs.
1: Yeah, it was an uh, EP. Yeah, that's it's the really... only thing they have.
3: Yeah,
2: that's it. It's really good. The song because I like the rawness, uh, as Devin said. Of this, you like the... it? There's a lot more variety
1: on the album than just this song, which the song is indicative of that. Like, there's a lot of shit going on.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I had uh, their most popular song, uh, "Snowy." I had that on Ooh, it yeah. for the longest time and then Foster Nosferatu uh, but RJ you'd like Snowy a lot like Snow Food
1: okay yeah there's the last song
0: why did you do that
1: me to play it
3: yeah okay mm. <laughs> I was good.
2: hoping it, I was like, I hope he doesn't come in just singing. <laughs> nah, okay. I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool.
0: Way better. Yeah. Um, all right. So so remember, RJ, Devin considers all of these bands fifth way emo. Yes. Okay? Yeah, I've heard his mixes. So the next song on here, we've got I the blah blah blahs by Brave Little Abacus mm-hmm. off of Just Got Back from the Discomfort, We're Alright. Track number five, four minutes and twelve seconds. The Brave Little Abacus was an American emo band formed in Sandown, New Hampshire, in 2007. The band consists of vocalist guitarist and drummer Adam Demargian, maybe, uh, bassist Demargian Ryan, keyboardist Zach Kelly Onett or Onet, but were later joined by Nick Monroe on drums in 2011. Just Got Back From the Discomfort, We're All Right is the second and final full-length album by the American emo band, The Brave Little Abacus. The band was a lo-fi home recording that developed a popular following only after the band broke up and was noted by critics for its varied instrumentation and unorthodox vocals. In a staff review, Sputnik Trebor rated the album 5 out of 5, describing it as a life-changing record, the most underrated, underappreciated classic in all of emo, noting that the lo-fi production and his nasally vocals nevertheless created a challenging listen. Uh, just got, just got back, came in at number 27 on spins ranking of the 30 best emo revival albums, Mm -hmm. uh, dispatch from the doldrums of typical 2000 emo seven years later. It feels just as unique as ever. So when I stumbled into this, I did not know until I started doing some research, how well regarded this group is or these guys are. Never heard of them before. Uh, And uh, I listened to them and I was like, oh, cool. This is like a cool, like, modern math rock band. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Because when you look at their albums, I think even on their albums, they're like, the dates are not correct. I think the dates on, like, Spotify are, like, modern dates of when they uploaded them.
1: This album is a compilation, I think.
0: Oh, is it? Okay.
1: Yeah. From what I was reading. I Okay. No, this is a compilation of all of their stuff, but it was compiled to sound like an album.
0: Mm, Okay.
1: Like if you listen to the whole thing, it flows really well, but it is a collection of songs from all of their stuff.
0: Yeah. So I I wanted them, I wanted them over, it was between them and this band called Verse Self um, on here, because I thought that Brave Little Abacus brought uh, an extra quality in the production for me to be like, this ain't no emo band. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, it's just I've just never heard an emo band sound like this. Yeah. If there's so much happening in just this song in the production that I'm just like, what do you? When I when I started doing research, I was like, why are you calling them an emo band? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like I would call them a post hardcore band. That's what I would call them.
1: Mm, yeah. I mean, it is closer to what, like, Idols does. Yeah. Like, sonically. Mm -hmm. But Idols has that post-punk edge to it. You know, it is something about the instrumentation. And I think your resistance to the emo label is also because you don't know a lot about the fourth wave emo stuff. Like, which all basically sounds the same.
0: Well, this was... The, well, and the reason why I chose this song in particular is because it's like, oh, you've got, like, I don't know if it's a trumpet or a saxophone back there. I don't I don't know what they're doing yeah. in that section of the song. I don't know if it's live recording of an actual instrument or what, what exactly they're doing. Um, it could be just something that they did digitally. Um, yeah. Regardless, it's like, it, it brings in that element of, like, because we had just talked about Captain Jazz because of Devin, and I'm just like, but just because you have, like, a trumpet... In a post-hardcore song, like doesn't make it emo now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so RJ or does it? <laughs> well, we <I> don't know. <laughs> so RJ, you get to this song.
2: Uh, talk to me, talk to me, brother. So you know how the first one was at FL studio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This one was a video game. <laughs> okay. Um, I swear, I heard something from Mario uh, <laughs> when he powers up or jumps up or something like that.
1: Subgenre of emo, Nintendo core. <laughs> no.
2: I was Not like, this song, but I was like, somebody's gonna probably be like, "Oh, this is because it's like game core or something." Okay, yeah. um, but this song, I, I love the vocals. I love like the singing that he does. Then he goes into like the screaming part, and I was like, "Oh yes, I like that." And then like. Then, like, the video game, and then I was like, okay, that's weird. And then the horns come in, and I'm like, okay, that's weird. (laughs) And then, like, the atmospheric ending, and I was just like, that's weird. And then I finished it, and I was like, that song was so cool. (laughs) And then I got so happy every time it came on. I was like, this song makes me... It's just it's everything it's it's one this in my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it a lot. And I, I hadn't listened to anything else but it's like, you know, I I, I do want to. Cause but they, I enjoyed the song. Yeah,
0: they in this band There's they're so are
2: bringing so
0: many different elements to it. Mm-hmm. so much. Saying. Yeah. What was that band? Ar- Devin um they had a song about pizza or an album about pizza? Horse the
2: band. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Good one.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> emo band? Uh, nope. No. no. <laughs> but I don't know what they are.
0: Yeah, this is like Bear for Shark stuff. This is yeah. What, is, if if this is considered emo Devin <laughs> if Bear for Shark, if Terror Hawk came out in twenty thirteen, it yes, would be a fourth be emo wave. Album. Emo
1: yes. One hundred percent. I definitely agree with that. <laughs> Maybe right now you're in the best of the hands and not Terror Rock, but <laughs> yeah. still, yes. Yeah, the, it is... And this is what I'm talking about, like people getting influences from outside of the strict musical style that they play. Like, we didn't see it in first and second wave emo because a lot of those bands were getting influences from their direct peers because the music that they're playing wasn't on the radio or on TV. So nowadays, everybody gets their music online... And they have access to fucking everything, so everybody listens to a little bit of everything, and that's why we're getting like, like this. Some of this stuff is closer to like bubble grunge, Mm -hmm. you know. Like it's getting into that category, and when it went onto autoplay, even went into a bubble grunge adjacent song uh, by I think Harmony Woods, Hmm. and I was like, damn, this isn't that far from Indigo to Sousa. It's just a little bit less organized. Yeah, so we're getting a lot of these styles like intermingling, but it's also like the people in these bands are just defining this. Like this is fifth wave emo now. And there's, there is another, uh, there's two other subsects that I've found of fifth wave emo that are, one is more based on the third wave than anything else I've ever heard. And they're doing it successfully. And, and the other one is, kind of just the fourth wave like the twinkle guitar shit basically a revival of midwest emo and alternative tunings but done in a different better way so there's really like three things going on in fifth wave emo that i've found probably more but it's uh, a little bit all over the place these bands that you happen to find are just like brave a little abacus is the one that I've seen all of these bands say that they're basing their sound after. Like oh, all of really? the fifth wave bands. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Like they were getting bored with so at the end the tail end of the fourth wave, they were still playing that style of music, or certain bands changed styles the way like uh, you know, the way Ceremony did mm-hmm. and just started doing their own shit. And a lot of people in the scene weren't happy with that. So they kind of either dug deeper or just experimented with kind of this forbidden album this Brave Little Abacus album because they hear it and you're like I don't know how to make this how do we reproduce this (laughs) it's insane so some people do it to varying levels of success but there's a little bit of everything in there like this song has a lot of Captain Jazz it has possibly alternative guitar tunings from like American football and then a lot of its own stuff
0: (laughs) a lot of Nintendo Not of Nintendo, yes, <laughs> so
1: yeah it that's kind of what they 're trying to do with like the fifth wave, it seems like they're just taking from the other waves and sometimes doing it better, I guess, but mm-hmm. I love this fucking song okay. so good.
0: We should start an emo band
1: called it 's a Me, Mario oh, <laughs> that would be an emo band name too, <laughs> not capitalized, yeah. <laughs>
2: Literally you'll be like, On the station today, it's me, Mario. It's like, no, you didn't do it right. It's me, <laughs> Mario. Two commas. Do you Man. see the space? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. We'll we'll distinguish
0: ourselves by saying Mario. It's a yeah. uh, Mario. <laughs> the
1: East Coast pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was I was stoked to
0: find Brave Little Abacus. This album mm-hmm. I listened to it once all the way through and it's just it's a damn good album. Very, very yep. interesting. Um, all right, so we move on from that into, apparently, another emo band, RJ. Um, mm-hmm. It was the first time I remembered a Saturday Night I Forgot About. Uh, this is by a band called Fox Tales. This is off of, uh, I think it's an EP, maybe, uh, Queer to Hyja. I don't know how to pronounce that properly but from 2019 track for four minutes and 29 seconds uh foxtails is a self-proclaimed bunch of fucked up kids from connecticut over the last several years the band's sound has evolved to encompass everything from gentle and jazzy guitar interludes to instrumental pummeling and nihilistic shrieking in the best screamo tradition But the core of their sound has always been in confessional, cathartic, confrontational, post-hardcore. Making the personal, political, and vice versa has been a rallying cry for emo since the first whispers of Washington, D.C.'s Revolution summer. But Foxtails has found a way to merge the two in its own pained, forthright, and shockingly vulnerable way since 2014.
1: Very interesting words there. Mm -hmm. Early, too. I mean, Brave Little Abacus was 2010 or 2012? I think
0: they started in 2007.
1: Yeah, and I think that album was like 2010, which... Yeah, 2010, yeah. Technically fourth wave. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: And so, yeah, so I was very happy when I got found Foxtails. Uh, They have a lot of stuff that I was debating on putting on here. But um, I did think that this song had everything in it for me. <laughs> it <is. laughs> this song, like the way it starts, it starts so much like that uh, uh, I had her on that mix, Japanese Breakfast. I had that Japanese yes. Breakfast song. This song starts so similarly to that and then goes into a completely different direction that has like guitar it's not as complicated guitars as like i would say uh, um oh i just thought of this yeah it's got at the drive in influences especially in the song with yeah. how the guitar is ooh okay not yeah. an emo band either at the drive in
1: first album was apparently oh god i don't it. agree with it which <laughs> one <fun>? reddit <laughs> At at the, at for the, the third song
0: uh, uh, dri- okay. yeah. yeah pattern against user not an emo <sighs> <laughs> I think it was a different one it might have been an EP okay uh, um yeah. But yeah, I was super stoked to find them and I was just like, Oh, this song is perfect. It's got it's got the greatest opening, it's got a really interesting middle part, and then just the the rest of it just sums it all up. And again, to me, it's a four minute twenty nine seconds song. It doesn't feel like four minutes and twenty nine seconds. I fucking no. love this song. So RJ, you got you got a little bit more weird Nintendo emo with some maybe some trumpet. And then you go into this song.
2: Talk to me about Fox Tales, RJ. This one, this was this was emotion too. Um, well, it's making RJ feel emotion on all these songs, so I'd say that's emo. <laughs> it, it's pretty emo. <laughs> okay, so the beginning of it, what was that? Just a, some horn in the beginning, and do you want me to play the beginning? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> and then she starts singing. and I was like, okay, don't know where we're going with this, and then it changes up. And then it changes up with a horn. So when I was in my car, this is a side story. But then I hear the <laughs> horn, so I think somebody's honking at me, and I'm like, the fuck's on?" And then I realize it's finally in the song the second time I listen to it. Um, but then just the, the chaos of it, and then it comes together again, and then it's just the chaos of it, and it's just all over the place. And I, I love the vocals of it. I love her singing on it, and the song is just, it, it was just good. It was good. It was all over the place, and it's like everything you needed. And I enjoy the song a lot. Yeah. Uh uh, and the album cover is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. It's so it's like simple, but it's weird, but it's I like it. Did you yeah. see their newest album cover?
1: Mm-hmm. It's a photography based one, you might like it. It looks pretty cool. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> um load that in your hard drive, buddy.
0: You know, there's a I just thought about this, that there's like a punk sensibility to a lot of these artists to tell someone they're an emo band and then show them their band. Yes. I think yes. that's what's going on here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because I would love that. I would love oh to make God. a band like like to where we were going with Jesse to be like, oh yeah, we're yes, an emo yeah, band.
3: It. Here you go. Yes. Listen to our <laughs> emo
1: band. We're an emo band, but like a concept emo. <laughs> where we tell stories. Say Like, ooh, concept emo. That's cool. <laughs> just sir. Oh, like yes. Cody Cambria? That concept yeah. emo band? Yeah. We just don't have the comic for it written yet, but we're <laughs> working on it. I don't
2: know. But have you seen their album, number three? Or three? It could be my mom. Oh, yeah. does look like her. Mm-hmm. It might be. It could be my mom
1: just in New York taking photos for this band. might just be <laughs> a street photographer that captured her on camera. <laughs> uh, Devon yeah uh they really bait you in with a different style of music on this mm-hmm. which i think goes along with what you're saying with their punk ethos um <laughs> and i notice that with a lot of the songs they do have different parts to it some of them start with a softer part or like a familiar part and then move to something more non-traditional or some of them start with something non-traditional and then end with you know like the first song ends with this nice little outro like pleasant outro um that seems to be, like, a hallmark of these bands also, and I am here for it. I like it. I like the, like, blatant mixing of genres, but also kind of, like, distorted versions of each of the genres. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, yeah, it made me... It, it reminded me of Terra Mellis a lot, like mm-hmm. the guitar work in it, which I love. You know, I, everything that Terra Mellis does is, like, Ever since I found them I've based like all of the music I love on them. And they just have such a unique way of doing shit just like these bands do. But it's um it's it, like the guitar work is something like you would have trouble putting it to paper as yeah. to what they're playing. Like, yeah, I love like, that aspect. Live it's different every time. Yes. Yeah, like <laughs> improvisational. It's almost yeah. it's almost jazz. This is the new jazz, guys. Hmm. Fifth wave emo is just jazz. Bob, make sure to tell
0: Thundercat that
1: he might like that. Yeah, probably he's weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody moves. dance blur on the floor. That's <laughs> emo. Oh, it is. I can't find my car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all
0: right, yeah. So moving on from Foxtails, love that song though, love that band. Um, yeah. All right, for some reason, this song. And I don't have a lot of information on them. It's Arnia Lenneth by Lord Snow off of uh, an EP called Shadow Marks from 2019. It's the third song for him. It's in four seconds. This just says, uh, Screamo Hardcore Band from Chicago, Illinois. That's all I've got for Chicago. Lord Snow. Screamo Hardcore Band. Uh-huh. Uh, this song in particularly, the first time I heard it, I loved it. And it just reminds me of Dustin so much. Mm. And I don't know if it's the drums because it's a, yeah. it's like a pretty simple tracking to the drums, and for some reason I can picture Dustin playing drums and screaming to the song. Yeah, and not not Dustin's like dock worker hardcore scream, but like when he's yeah. just like. Ah, to myself, yeah. I'm just Dustin sitting singing a song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have no idea why the song reminds me of him so much. Um, but I wanted to when I found uh, Lord Snow, I was stoked on it because this just, just like, because at first I'm just like, okay, are they like a hardcore band? And then listening to more of their stuff, I'm just like, I don't, I, I, I don't know what to call you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so RJ, you get to Lord Snow, talk to me.
2: Is Lord Snow based on uh, Game of Thrones? Probably. We have no info on that. Can can we find that out? Do before? they have Game of Thrones in Chicago? <laughs>
1: I'm <laughs> going to say yes. They use, they
2: use my uh, HBO account. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the books um, are much
0: older than the show.
2: Or Nobody reads books these <laughs> days. <laughs> no, it's true. I just audio-booked it. Yeah. Um I do see Dustin in this too. Now that you mention it. Yeah. Uh but the song first when I got here, I don't know if I was a fan of it. Um I was just like, you know, there's nothing against it. I just didn't like it. But I think the the more times I listened to it, I eventually was just like, the song's the song's good. I, I like the song. Um, it it does have a different energy to it versus the other previous songs. Uh, the quality is a little different on this one. Um, it's just the whole style. I don't know if this is. I don't know what they're doing, but they're doing something different. And they're doing some what- weird. At, near the end, you know they're doing that weird
0: like break, jazzy uh-huh. riff drum thing that they're doing? Yeah, but yeah. it
1: almost
2: sounds like it could be like electronic. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing there. It, it's, <laughs> it's just weird. Like it kept on just catching me off guard every time I got here. And then at first, like I said, I didn't like it. But then I was just like, all right, I I, I accept you for who you are. Hmm. Um, And I don't know if I want to go more into them. But then I like eventually got to the point where I was like I kind of enjoy it, if you will. So now I'm curious what their other stuff could sound like as well. But um, I, I think this was the this was one of them that stood out to me.
0: It's weird how you can and it's it's weird becoming more accustomed to like loving a song and not knowing what they're saying. You know what I mean? Wow, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It just <laughs> you just become more accustomed to it. <laughs> That's <laughs> than, like, how
1: I live my life with music. <laughs> I I don't care if it's you know like. I don't care if it's John Mayer. Half the time, I don't know what they're saying. I'm just <laughs> like, this feels good.
2: <laughs> I like this. I'm so bad with lyrics. Doesn't this one have lyrics? Yeah, they all have lyrics. Yeah, no, I mean, like, <laughs> some of them do have the lyrics attached to them. so you could just look at. Them. Yeah. yeah, oh, this on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> they, but they all have. This lyrics. one did not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You look at the lyrics from them, and they're just like, no, I was just screaming the whole time. I I just made up things. There is a band called Anal Cunt
1: that is a power violence band, and they have have the longest album in history, like the record for the most songs on one CD, because their songs are like one and a half seconds long each. (laughs) But they have lyrics for their songs, but it's just the guy going... (laughs) like for 80 minutes. <laughs> but they have lyrics. <laughs> Nobody knows what they are. Hmm. Yeah. It's
3: right. pretty sick. Uh, but David? yeah,
1: um, I love the song. This it is was, the Fifth Wave Emo song, huh? This is... Yes, but this <laughs> is the closest one that could not be. Hmm. But there's... Um, the only reason that I would include it is... And I'm I'm gonna tell you guys both why I think you think it reminds you of Dustin, because this is that I could hear in this one were uh, Circle takes the Square and Blood Brothers. Oh, Blood Brothers. Blood Brothers. For sure. The similar like chaotic feel to it, mm-hmm. and there's that one song that goes into like. An electronic thing in the end kind of reminded me of that. Blood Brothers, Blood Brothers. <laughs> okay, that's a, that's a good spot there. <laughs> blood Brothers. This sounds like Blood Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it reminded me of Blood Brothers and um, Circle Takes a Square, a little bit of influence from that. And uh, Circle Takes a Square is uh, uh, technically an emo band, Screamo band. And um, yeah, what else? Oh, fuck. I forgot what else I said now. Say- oh, yeah.
0: No, what? I was just going to say Seoson, but <laughs> continue. <laughs> now
3: you're just saying band names.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, all these bands seem to mix in that little part that seems like it could be like a, a electronic part, mm-hmm. like you were talking about at the end. Of, I don't know what it is, but I like it. I like them a lot.
0: Which a lot of of bands
1: did. Yeah. I mean, like third wave screamo that I don't consider to be screamo, but, oh. you know, I guess. One of the best
0: emo bands of our days is Hazel and Vine. They used a little keyboard. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> they
1: also use some other shit that I stole from them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. You know who could have made this style of music if he had known it was possible? Hmm. Is a Coney. Yeah. Like yeah. a Coney could yeah. have done all of this stuff. Oh yeah. If he knew that it was just like, Oh yeah, this could be something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If there's maybe less drugs involved, he could have done it.
1: <laughs> Did you ever go into his, his palace uh, in the it, uh the Cotton days? I think just once, and I was just like,
0: What is this?
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did he ever play uh, like a song with um I think it was Dave on drums and uh, somebody else was there?
0: No, I just remember his pupils were real dilated. That's um, a lot of oxy and water <laughs> sitting in that studio. Yeah. like I don't, th- I don't think he actually played music in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think he actually played music much there.
1: But... No, he uh, he played a song for me once, like, with the full band, or most of the band, and um, it, it, uh, it was such an Oxycontin song. Like, <laughs> it reminded me of the song from Dewey Cox, that he writes when he takes all the hallucinogenics and just adds everything, yeah, like it started off with this elaborate fucking piano riff, and then like dream theater drums, and then he gets off the piano and picks up a guitar and just solos like beautiful solo, and I was like, where does the song start like this is all just like riffs right now, yeah and then there's like background vocals, like this girl just picked up a microphone and started singing like
3: ah, ah.
1: <laughs> it was. Honestly awesome. But like it was wild. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know he was working on a rock opera for a while.
0: Makes sense. Yep. I hope he's doing okay. He's probably yeah. not doing
2: music anymore, right?
0: You want to know no. a fun story?
2: He's what you go. Ahead. This this is better. Okay. It's, it's not about music. Okay. I was going to say he's
1: getting married and having a baby, but yeah, I guess I this know, is better. Uh, sure. Him and I
2: used to fight like in elementary school. Yeah. So we started like pushing each other. Oh, about who's more Filipino? I was just about to
3: say that. Nice <laughs> high five.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so that is it. <laughs> literally, we, we'd argue. Uh, I don't remember the whole context of it yet. Again, we were we went to school for a long time. Yeah. Second grade. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Holy okay. shit. Yeah. So we were like just school long. Yeah. Arguing, <laughs> and I think we started like just like shoving each other, I don't remember, but then we started, like, grabbing onto each other, and then his mom just runs up, yelling, oh, Connie! So <laughs> <Just, like, laughs> she gets between us, and then we just start laughing, so we start, like, just spinning around in circles. She tries <laughs> just to, holding hands? Yeah, basically. <laughs> we're, like, we're like in second grade. Um, so literally, like, she just tries to get between us, and I thought it was funny. <laughs> I just have that memory. And then also on the lake where she used to play music, and then oh, his dad yeah. would show up with, like, you know, just hair out of, like, he had the Hawaiian shirts with his hair poking out. Yeah,
1: that dude's style ruled.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think I said this earlier on the podcast, but that was the mystery because I was in sixth grade and we would go to Cameron Park Lake all the time. And where did the music come from? Yeah, we'd be like, yep. "Who is that?
2: Where are they?" <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> he just opened up his back door and just play. Yeah, that was he, me learning how to play Weezer's "Hash Pipe" on bass. <laughs> that you heard. So you're no, welcome. he's
0: playing like he's playing a ton of Led Zeppelin <laughs> songs. And we were just yeah. like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Like, he's just nailing Black Dog over and over
3: Yes,
1: again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, he's two years older than me? Yeah. And I'm six? <laughs> <laughs> this is fucked up. <laughs> no, he, he played a piano recital in second grade Dennis, and played, yeah. like, Beethoven's Fifth perfectly.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Stupid.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's we were irritable. just in
0: fucking Cameron Park Lake. Yeah, creating swamp monsters. Out of yeah. I, I, would pee there. <laughs> I was just peeing. That's was We would we would take fish out of the lake and put it into the the swimming pond. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs>
2: Me and Sam,
0: Sam Miller. That's I spent that entire two summers.
1: <laughs> uh, I was just skimboarding and trying not to get staff infection in my dick from that water. Yeah. Well, you got a what was it called? Uh, Vaseline. Uh, swimmer's itch. That's what. You oh, that. I got it. Yeah. I live with that shit. I remember putting popsicles in my pants to make it cool down. (laughs) (laughs) It was a rough summer. And this
2: damn geese. I heard it's on a lake anymore. Really? I heard. Well, it's just a mud puddle from somebody that lives there that I did a shoot with. What's the difference? You don't have water there. And she was just like, "Yeah, there's like nothing there." Hmm. And I was like, "Oh." She's like, you can, but it's like a muddy puddle. So she could just be like, it's it gross. It was but, a muddy puddle, but we I'm just swimming. I, I want to go over there just to be like, oh, it is just a muddy puddle.
0: Yeah, it wasn't technically for swimming. Like they had, like, no. the paddle boats to take them out. but you, they, yeah, yeah, the paddle boats are gone, out here. They had docks, so we swam. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: yeah. that's how that works. They had signs that say, do not swim.
0: <laughs> and we're like, okay. Yeah, we would fish in there sometimes.
1: Yeah, I did a fishing competition there. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't win anything. Some people Man. are competitive.
0: I used to fish a ton when I was younger, RJ. I don't know if you know this about me. Yeah, I've fished all know. over America too. Oh. But
2: yeah. uh,
0: there was a time when we would sneak all, all, all the time into Bridalwood because Bridalwood had one lake that was uh, one of their little lakes in there that was real good for the fish. Is that off Bass Lake? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's
0: one of those housing developments. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we used to go behind uh, Sleepy Hollow off of uh, oh, North Shingle. Yeah. yeah. There's a little lake back there, and we caught a uh, a fish that was swallowing a bird.
0: <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah, we'd go to the KOA. We went Ooh. to the KOA and fished a couple of times. <laughs> oh. <laughs> K- KOA Lake. That's yeah. rough. <laughs>
2: Have you guys ever been to that KOA?
1: Yeah, I stayed there a few times. Yeah, it's pretty sick. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's
2: pretty cool. I never stayed there, but I went to a visit. It probably was you. No, there's a there's a homeless guy that worked at Taco Bell that lived there. Oh, maybe I dropped somebody off there. Yeah, yeah, because I went there. I never stayed there, but I went there for something. Maybe I picked up weed.
1: You could find weed anywhere there. Yeah, that could have been it. It's just where homeless people live.
0: <laughs> so. I remember it not being dangerous or feeling dangerous.
1: No, they had a horseshoe pit there. <laughs>
0: Um, All right, so last song on here, we've got the theme for this evening's warm dinner salad by a great name for a band, Lobster Fight. Lobster Fight. All one word. Uh, Lobster Fight are a keyboard drum-driven indie rock duo from Pueblo, Colorado, whose music is a chaotic and electric blend of sounds taking from a plethora of different genres, such as, but not limited to, experimental rock, 60s pock, or 60s pop, progressive rock, lo-fi, shoegaze, ambient, jazz, power pop, indietronic, noise, psychedelic pop, math rock, synth pop, folk, pos- post-hardcore, and punk. Did so, you say emo? No emo. What? The project started on June 23rd, 2019, Compro- comprises vocalist, multi-instrumentalist guel de Sanchez. Uh, primarily on piano, and James Grove on drums. So this is a duo where one guy's doing all of the production for the most part, and this is uh, what comes out of his brain. Yeah. And it's funny listing all those genres that's related to this song, and to me, this is the most emo song on this mix. Yeah. And it is not to be heard anywhere there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I was pretty happy when I found Lost Lobster Fight because I was just like I looked into, uh, I saw it was just like two dudes and I was just like, yeah, this dude's doing he's he's out there, he's doing something. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, combining everything and anything that he can uh, to make really weird music, or surrounding a very emo sounding vocals to me, yeah. uh, especially your second wave emo. Um, so, I was pretty happy to find them. So, uh, oh, and then at the end, there's like a dog barking, and I thought that might bother RJ. But
1: um, so, <laughs> RJ, talked to me about once you got to Lobster Fight here. Probably has a story about driving in his car and hearing the dog barking, and thought oh, there was a dog in his car. It's crazy.
2: <laughs> so, I was walking down hey, God, the street. I, <laughs> I thought a dog was barking at me. <laughs> no, um, so you don't walk. That's yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> I cruise (laughs) for for dick yeah
1: cruising. yeah you'd
2: be cruising um I I, this song was good I I think this is the odd one that stood out to me even though like number four did too um but I do enjoy the little jazzy element to it in every other genre you said with this too um but it just kept on every time I heard this one I didn't hate the song it just it it stood out to me even more than the last one because the last song it eventually warmed up to me but this one this one kept on just like you know i feel like this could go on a different mix it could be <laughs> just me but this one i was just like that's a little different uh, i don't hate it
0: so funny how far you've come rj to yeah. think this song is the song that doesn't belong in <laughs> yes. <on> this mix
2: <laughs> that's awesome but i was just like i like the song It it was odd. It was odd versus everything else. Because I think maybe everything else was screaming. This guy's not screaming. He's just like, I just want to just make some jazz music. (laughs) Okay. And I got the picture of that. What is jazz? You know? It's craziness without screaming. (laughs) We're talking about genres here. What is jazz? It's it's the screaming of the musicians or the music of the instruments they're playing. Their, their instruments are screaming. Yeah, not the vocals. Yeah. yeah so, did these instruments scream? Oh, the instruments. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah they're, they're screaming. That's jazz, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that does count. Yeah. But uh, the song was good. Um, I did, you know, I, it didn't bother me about the length. The length was fine. Yeah. Weird. Huh? Um, see, I, I heard other songs that were longer that I wasn't a fan of, but. Uh, <laughs> Where'd you hear those? Uh, uh, on a five-song mixtape. You can find us on Instagram. Oh, there again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this song, yeah, it was fun. I liked it. I liked the jazz element. They kind of threw with it. I like the vocals on it. Um, it was an interesting end, too, because I was like, it's a different, caught me off guard every time I listened to it. But yeah, it was it was, it was a good song. Devil. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. There's a lot happening in this one, and I loved it.
3: <laughs> I loved
1: the I loved the length of it. Yeah, and it it flew by. It didn't feel like a nine minute song. Mm-hmm. Like it it was awesome. Also, it might be the lowest play count of any song that we've done on the podcast so far. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. I forgot the exact amount, but I feel like it was below a hundred thousand. Oh wow. Um. So. I don't know if these guys are popular at all, maybe more so on Bandcamp. Oh, yeah. This is 10,657 plays. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Surprised by that. Yeah, I thought it was interesting they didn't consider themselves emo in their bio. Um, other bands that I've listened to have referred to them as an emo band, a fifth wave emo band. So I'm sure that they play shows with emo bands, which... Kind of is more important than what they label themselves, I guess. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I heard some uh, math piano in the beginning, which was kind of cool. And I found a quote on Bandcamp for one of their other songs that I feel like is the most fitting quote uh, about this band. Sounds like being a kid at a carnival after skipping school and spending all day playing GameCube. Yeah, (laughs) that sums it up real well. (laughs) That makes sense. It made me very happy. It was a very happy song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I love, I love that band. Love the song. Love the album. I did listen to all of these albums, by the way.
0: Yeah, I think this is like the third track on this album. Just to be,
1: this is a nine-minute song. Yes, song. (laughs) That's another thing. Like a lot of these bands are like putting. Closing songs as their opening track. And then just going to some wild shit for song two. It's like and it works. It it works great. Like that brave little abacus album flows so well. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um all right. Well, uh, Devin, I guessed four one two for you. How did I do?
1: Mm, kinda close. Ooh. So favorite song was two. Oh, okay. You were right on the least favorite. Least favorite's one. And favorite artist is actually five. Oh, you're a lobster fight man. I'm a lobster boy. <laughs> I'm a real life lobster boy. <laughs> yeah,
0: I hope they're... they're you, should, you should start uh, their groupies as the cry daddies.
1: That should be... Yes. Groupies. <laughs> their groupies, the falls, lobster fight around, the cry daddies. Oh, we can make lobster <laughs> hat merch. Yeah. Oh. I can just dress up like the Gordon's Fisherman. <laughs>
0: I want you to come to their shows eating lobster. <laughs> yes.
1: Have a lobster bib on. I'm going to eat lobster, grow my beard out, and just get a big yellow, like, trench coat, like a <laughs> raincoat. Be a, be a real life Maine lobster man.
0: <laughs> be naked underneath, that. Hole. Yeah.
1: I like the music, fight. <laughs> just sound like the guy from Pet Cemetery. <laughs> uh,. You can refer to your penis as a lobster. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Would you like some more butter on your lobster? (laughs) Ah, Look at the lobster fight. Slides in real easy with the butter. (laughs) Uh,
0: That's awesome. Uh, And then, RJ, I said 253 for you.
2: How did I do? 253. You're close. Close. Um, You picked three as a band that I would want to go into, but I think I'm just going to stick to what I picked. I picked 252. Um, I, w- I want to go because I mean, obviously, I like the first one, but I was like, I, I love the f- second song, and I was just like, I want to hear more by them, and I was like, well, obviously, that's both of them. The third one's cool too; I like the third one too, but I think I keep on going back to the second one, and just the video game aspect comes in, and then just the ending it was just like, oh, that's relaxing. Like I just want like a Caspian feel to come out of that with the like the tones and like the the airiness of the end. RJ, that's fourth wave emo. You said I would like 4th Wave, right?
1: You would. You do. You just don't know it yet.
2: (laughs) You can find us next week.
1: Uh So uh, the question,
0: Devin, is emo as a title just a catch-all for oral sex?
1: (sighs) No. No. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I'm down. (laughs) No, emo is something different. I don't know how it's defined. It's different. Well, isn't that supposed to be your job by making these mixes? <laughs> but I mean,
3: I mean
0: try the best he can. <laughs> it, it's
1: all fifth wave emo.
0: <laughs> but we have a fourth wave emo band in this, but you called it all fifth wave emo.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> if you listen to any of the other fourth wave emo, there's not one band that is doing what Brave of was doing. Mm. They were an outlier. They just happened to be in that era. So at the time, they weren't an emo band. I think they were, but they were just like an obscure emo band, like trying to take something in a different direction. Okay, I have an example. It is on my next mix. Mm. There's one band that gets a lot of credit for being like the emo band. Like before people get to Rights of Spring or even Sunny Day Real Estate, they get to this band when in their emo journey. Take but, it next like Sunday. <laughs> Fallout boy, actually. <laughs> but uh they don't they're the only band of this type in the second wave. Third wave has none of it, and fourth wave is completely influenced by it. So God, this band work. It's just it's one of the outliers, and that's what I'm saying. With the internet, people are able to pick up on certain things and kind of wonder, like why didn't anybody do anything with this afterwards? Like So
0: do you think that like third wave emo wasn't influenced by anything previous?
1: That was emo? <clears throat> I think it was uh so I'll say th- I'm I'm going to skip the third wave mix, but I'll say I think it's influenced by uh get up kids most heavily. Mm. But uh, as far as like emo goes, but get up kids and a little bit of like sunny day real estate, just in the way that they did, they were kind of revolutionary with their song structures and like tempo changes and a little bit more yelling but not going like melodic yelling like screamo just went straight into like screamo like grindcore in the nineties but so sunny day real screamo. estate it no. was it's screamo but but it 's not grindcore. It's not it's not grindcore, but the vocals are grindcore reminiscent. <laughs> so I think grindcore actually came out of screamo, but no. But I would say third wave is influenced by Sunny Day Real Estate, you know, like Promise Ring and Promise Ring and Get Up Kids are kind of interchangeable for me. Yeah. Get Up Kids has a little bit more of that uh, mainstream pop feel, but Promise Ring is closer to the actual emo sound than Get Up Kids is. So I would say Sunny Day Real Estate promise ring and then get up kids is your path to the third wave. Not everything else. What? Not Weezer. (laughs) I mean, sunny day real estate might've influenced Weezer or I don't know. Like we were talking about that indie grunge sound. A lot of that came out after sunny day real estate, like bands were doing stuff, but the sound when it got solidified as to what was like popular as to what we're gonna remember, came after Sunday Day Real Estate, mm. so that went into indie from there. I feel like, mm. I know it's controversial <laughs> statements, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hey, there's a so, you, so, one...
0: so your next mix is this the part two of second wave emo?
1: Yeah, it's the green edition, the two point five. Yes, can we yes. ignore the first two? No. You can't ignore the first two. Because there's... So the ones that I've picked um, are influenced by previous bands that we've heard and also influence bands that we will hear later or that we already have heard in, like, the third wave. So they have, you know, influence... Like, the last band has influence on most of the third wave. Fourth band has influence on all of the fourth wave um i'm trying to share this there we go but yeah it's mostly songs that have elements to them that uh, are influenced by previous bands and influence bands after them Hmm. so i'm curious curious how you're gonna feel about it let's see here it's a it's a grab bag Uh, I just I don't
0: know the first band, but I know the rest of them. I like the rest of them.
1: You know the second one, yeah. Oh, okay. Your covers are <laughs> covers great.
0: Are you making these covers?
1: No, I wish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there is uh, everything good. on the internet. You might also like M Memo Memories, Alternative <laughs> Rock's most precious gems, mm-hmm. Math Rock, and this is Super Heaven. Super classics, and I got that too. Yeah. So, 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 Mm.
1: yeah. We're going to fourth wave after this, and I feel like a lot of it will make more sense. Hmm. Hmm. So you know, song four. Oh oh yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's. I feel like everybody has heard that song. Mm -hmm. There's no other band like that in that era. And that's what the whole fourth wave is based on. And they do something different with it. It's not just a revival of that one band, but from the fourth wave, the fifth wave took a lot of their guitar twinkling from that.
0: You know, I listened to this album again several times last winter uh, when uh, that one podcast came out. Um, And I still don't know if I would consider this album an emo album at this point. I think it's a shoegaze album is it smashing pumpkins no i think the fourth the, one the american football album okay i would consider that at this point a shoegaze album
1: a lot of the other songs are closer to that yeah well just it's the very... album as a whole yeah Yeah. You know? so do you know the members of that band
0: yeah it was in uh that uh podcast uh What's that uh, record label called?
1: Oh, Polyvinyl? Yeah, it was the Polyvinyl yeah.
0: podcast where they went through the history of Polyvinyl. Oh, yeah, I can so listen they, to that one.
1: Yeah, so they went through the history of all
0: of that band and that record and the bands before that and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah,
1: the, uh, the, nobody, like, I don't know how it was received at the time either. I haven't looked that up. They said it was
0: the everyone, it was like any musician in a band was just like, holy shit, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I feel like would happen, but then they disappeared for 17 years. Yeah. But the guys in that band went on to do, uh, I mean, they had Joan of Arc before, and uh, was it Captain Jazz? I think one of the dudes from Captain Jazz was in American football. It might have been a different band, hmm. but the Kinsella's in like that Chicago area, Midwest, Emo, um, went on to do Owls, Owen, Joan of Arc, uh, what was the other one called? It was like four other bands that are kind of based off that American football sound that just never caught traction. And they were all through that third wave. Like there was a third wave happening that was a little bit different but it was happening alongside the Fallout Boy and Mike and Michael romance shit. Mm-hmm. And then they just kinda of went into the fourth wave, but it was kind of already happening in the third wave. It's very confusing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Crap, what is that? Um that's what I would, I used to in when I was younger, I used to confuse the American football album or the American football band with all time quarterback. Oh. They sound nothing alike because all time quarterback is Ben Gibbard. But I would Oh, that's right. I would always just interchange them <laughs> to be like, Oh yeah. yeah, there's that like Midwest emo type band that's like American football. And then I'd be thinking <laughs> I'd be like, Oh yeah, there's that all time quarterback band that's really good. And I'd totally confuse them all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do that with Christie Front Drive and Parkway Drive, which are very different. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Pulsar Service. Emo? You tell me, brother. I mean, <laughs> a lot of this fifth wave, like bedroom emo stuff, is reminiscent of Postal Service. Okay. But are they just drawing from indie? You know.
0: I, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, Postal Service is its own thing, and that's okay to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, you can find this podcast wherever you get podcasts. If you want to listen to Devin give oral sex. Um, oh, by the
1: way, I gave you a four point nine out of five.
0: Oh yeah. 4.9 out of 5? Yep. Hell yeah. I'm just crushing Devin's mouth lately. Yep. RJ. Just oh, slamming that in jaw. Slamming in the backpack room.
1: Yeah. Hitting the dongler. Yep. Yeah. Tickling the <laughs> ivories. Yes. I yes. <laughs> <laughs> Getting my cement mixer going. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, brother. That's where he does cartwheels. Uh. Ooh, yep. I know how that works. You know, I'll try it. I was talking about cum, but okay, we're talking about, yeah, <laughs> we could yeah, talk actually, wheels. it's, it's a weird splattered pattern.
1: Okay. <laughs> so so splatter that, pattern is out. Yeah. It's a <laughs> cool emo, emo <laughs> band name, Splatter pattern.
0: <laughs> hey, you can come into the room after us, RJ, and be Dexter. And <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just trying to figure out what Where happened. was somebody <laughs> standing? <laughs> Good luck, bitch. <laughs> and
2: obviously his head's right there. <laughs> is that shit? <laughs> Oh, he had one leg up on the ceiling over there. <laughs> RJ, what are I, you going to give me on this mix? I will
1: say I was going to give you a five out of five if you put Awake awake But Still in Bed in there oh. because I am in love with that album. Nice. It's so fucking good. So
2: you're saying he you fucked up? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's still 4.905. I'm good out an alpha there, Devin. Alpha. <laughs> well, that's not how it works. I've learned. <laughs> Sorry, my back still kind of hurts. Um. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I liked the the first three songs a lot, and then the fourth one, it kind of grew on me, and the last one kind of just, eh. Would I listen to this again? Yeah. I do think I like this. I am intrigued about going into the other artist, but it's just that one back and forth where I'm like, eh. A couple of the ones towards the end, I I still gave you a solid 4.3. Oh, nice. Nice. I did enjoy this one, even though it's like, you know, I'm intrigued, but it's like, you know, I don't know. The mix just at the end was like, that's your different jazz people. Can I
1: play part of a song for RJ real quick just to see his
2: opinion on it? No. Gotta be short because I gotta go. Okay. I think it'll be short. I'm gonna fast forward. Three hours later.
0: (laughs) I had this song as the last song
1: for a while. I was thinking that exact thing. It's yes. called Opener. Yeah. It's the first song. They have songs that
0: sound like Five Minute Ride. Yes. Oh, I love them. Here. Yeah. It's bizarre.
1: No vocals, but can you? The, can the vocals you, are great.
0: Can you play real quick the yeah. "Stay Who You Are"? That it's in a three-song EP. I think the first song it's "Beauty." Stay who you
3: are.
0: They're so good, RJ. I
1: haven't heard this why one yet. No, it's not this song. Not? Like Last one.
0: It's not on there. I can't remember what song that was. It has an opening to it.
1: No. This was my favorite. Floor.
0: why I didn't keep them on there on this mix is because I feel like I could just call them a bubble grunge band. At they this are point. so close to that. There's yeah.
1: certain songs that aren't. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. A lot of it really just levels out to that bubble grunge. Yeah, I love
0: them. All right, on to more emo, RJ. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope RJ is going to make a third wave emo mix. <sighs> I hope you do that, RJ.
1: Yeah, that would be great because I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I have one, but it has Orchid on it, and <laughs> it doesn't play well with Dashboard, <laughs> so I'm
2: b- abandoning it. Just, I'm just going to do three Dashboards, two Orchid songs. I would love that. No, just five out of five. All Dashboard. Do, do mean, all Dashboards. It's five out of five. Throw Vindicated on there. Oh. And fucking Spider-Man. Vindicated. Okay, so, okay, so <laughs> I obviously listen to the same music that I listened to back when I was uh, a wee lad in high school. And dashboard comes on occasionally, and I just look at the people that I work with, and I'm like, "Have you ever cried to this song?" And they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "You not understand, child." And they're like, "I don't. I don't like working here anymore." Your yeah. hair is everywhere, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Don't you, ever you get it? Screamed
0: infidelities. Yes. Do you even know what that means? <laughs> <laughs> Do you even know?
1: They don't understand those kids. Have you ever had a Swiss Army romance? <laughs> I have. That's a great opener. You should put that in your Tinder profile. (laughs) (laughs) Right now it just says curvy and all natural, but I'll have to add that. (sighs) All right, on to more email.